one follow-up question on mindset. So, um, by the way, it, it does matter. It was it all the appropriate there. question to start with. So, as a coach with the Tom Ferry organization, I got to watch you, Tom, pivot quickly, like yeah. day one of COVID. Yeah. And yeah. the question I would have is when a disaster or a market disruption occurs, what are the steps you take to quiet your mind, gain understanding about what's going on, create a plan, and move into action as fast as you did with the Pivot program? First of all, thank you. And I want to be very clear, my friends, like all of us watching this right now, it wasn't just me. It was, you know, the, I sat down in January, at the end of January after our elite. And I'm sitting with Cindy Kin, who you know, my, my now former COO, part of on great ways, super human being. Um, she's got friends in Beijing. She was born and raised there, right? So we were watching it happen. And then I was watching what was going on with my European clients, because we've got clients, you know, all over the world. And, and you know, you start saying, okay, if it hits, what are we going to do? Right? Well, February kind of cruised by for the most part. But when all of a sudden it started creeping up into Seattle, we started seeing some of these, like the beginnings of something more and the news really shifted. I pulled my team aside and I said, okay, let's just be honest. We've worked through five recessions. We know the plays to run in a recession. And I would ask all of you to think about the same thing, especially for my veteran friends on the line. And, and I mean, like we knew the plays to run in 2007, eight, nine, 10. We didn't all run them correctly. But, you know, common sense isn't always, you know, common practice, but we knew the place. I remember, you know, in 88, when the stock market crashed, because I bought my first house in 89, just in time for the value to go from here to nothing in a matter of two years, right? So we remember these experiences. But then, you know what I did? I just went back to our core values, right? So, you know, in, in, in this case, we were in Steve Almonte, the president of the company, we're in his office, I'm sitting with all the executives, and, you know, behind us on the wall, is written the core values. Like, why do we exist as a company? We hold professionals accountable to fulfill their greatness. And I said, okay, how are we gonna do that more? How are we gonna do that more in potentially, we don't know what could be, you know, a major health crisis. Then I looked at all of our values below it and like the, the top two that stood out for me was deliver more value than, than it's expected, right? Deliver more value than it's expected and innovate. And I literally just said to myself, hey, you know what we're gonna do? we're going to give our clients two to five, six trainings every week on virtual open houses. And my team's looking at me like, what are virtual open houses? And I got to be honest, I said, I have no idea. But, but if this thing is as bad as we think it is, if you talk about what's, you know, we're talking to people in Beijing where they were suddenly trapped in their apartments and they couldn't move. I was like, how else are you going to do an open house unless it's virtual? But because we're in innovation and you know this, Todd, you know it as well. Everything we do is on Zoom. I just said, look, our clients are built for this. We've got 7,000 people. They already know how to use Zoom. We're just going to tell them, take your listing presentation, put it on your, on your laptop, hit the screen share, and bam. And as soon as I said that, like my head of coaching, Mary Jet, was like, oh, yeah, we can do the same thing with research buyers, sellers, showings. And then, then honestly, we said, what about New York City? And we're like, oh, they might be screwed because in New York, most of you probably don't know to close a transaction where the rest of us are pretty much searched to close. It's all pretty digital now and it's not seamless, but it's effective, right? Minus like all the other states that still haven't figured out, you know, uh, you know uh, virtual notary, but we'll get there. 
But in New York, you have to have agent, agent, buyer, seller, ready? Attorney, attorney, and a managing broker. Seven people in a room at the same time to close the deal. Guess what? Sales in New York are down 80% because of the complexity. So the rest of us, we pivoted. And, and what we're seeing now is, it is, again, I go back to mindset. Those of us that believe we are ridiculously valuable, and even though we can paint the picture of the realities, one in six Americans not having a job, if I focus on the one that doesn't have a job, I miss the five that have a job that want to buy and sell. I'm not saying I'm not empathetic to the situation. My goodness, I am, right? Believe me, I am. And yet, if I focus on the five, if I focus on the ones that do want to transact, I get more of that. I might have to work two to three times harder, which is what we told everybody in the, you know, the middle of March. And, and in many cases, that has been the case. But in some cases, Corey, I was just with, with a client, like, you know, in a typical market in, in north end of Boston, he put a home on the market for 850, it'd get 13 offers. Now we only get six. Suffer, suffer. So, so Tom, you mentioned uh, virtual open houses. Yeah. What would you think, what would you say the most effective uh, lead generation activity our agents could be doing right now would be? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give you, okay. So all of you have been given advice before in times and you've said, you said the following, like I was looking at it like Peter, like five years ago, my buddy Gary B is on stage at one of my conferences and somebody asked him, Hey Gary, you're pretty connected to the tech world. What stock should we buy? This was five years ago. He said, buy Netflix. And I watched 1100 agents, some of the most successful people on the planet. Everybody wrote it down. A third of the people went like this, oh, oh stock market, <laughs> right? Because that's how they respond to everything. And a third of the people went like this, oh, that's a really good idea. And they wrote it down. They put a dollar sign next to it. They, they earmarked the book, but did nothing. And a third of us, including myself, bought the stock that day. Stock was trading at 365 bucks. Seven months later, it was at 700. Then it split seven ways. And now it's back to 450. You know who makes money in this business? The people that recognize done is always better than perfect that throwing it up the flagpole and trying it is always better than saying, well, if it isn't done right, I got to be perfect and this, and then I go, oh my God, like what if I shoot that video, you know, Peter, and it doesn't come out right? Those agents are losing right now because perfection kills you in this business, certainly in an environment like this, where if, if my dog came in right now and started barking, no one would care because we're all like every day is Zoom day now, right? So. I, I say that to you because I want to preface for all of you. I really, really, really want you to listen to the filter of, I'm going to do exactly what Tom tells me right now, regardless of what I think. If I'm going to doubt something, I'm going to doubt my limitations. So ready, Pete? Here's the answer. Throw on Monday or Tuesday, either a virtual first-time buyer seminar done via Zoom or a, or a seller seminar. So I'll give you an example, because I know we got people all over the place here. But so Peter, a couple, uh, couple weeks ago, actually now a month ago, we started talking about this on our pivot training. And, and what's great about our environment, like your agents, is there's just a number of people that are going to go, I'm just going to try it. So this kid, uh, Zachary Faust, right? Who, I say kid, because he's like 26 years old, four years in real estate, right? He just said, okay, I'll do it. He said, uh, Tom, what are the steps? So I'm going to give you all the steps and I want you to write down the steps because if you follow the process, you'll win. Ready? So here's, here's the process. Number one, ready? You come up with the five mistakes to avoid when buying during COVID. 
the five mistakes to avoid when buying during COVID. And by the way, guys, I can send you a deck, a presentation from one of my clients. Let me know in the notes if you guys want a copy of the deck, right? And then if you guys want it, then I'll send it over. And it's, they're not from Coal Banker, right? You know, like it's a, it's a little indie broker right up in Michigan, right? But she's killing it. And check this out, Peter. Literally, she hears the idea on Tuesday's session with Jason Pantan and I, right? And she goes, yeah, I can do that. She said, five mistakes to avoid. Let's see, uh, number one, or she said, number one was like, uh, not asking how much money I really need to buy a house. You know, do I have to have 20% down or are there programs that I can do it for less, right? Does my credit have to be perfect, right? Like, so she just lists out all the reasons, but the third one she talked about was, can you buy a house safely during COVID? And she said, I spent the vast majority of my time talking about that. And what she said was like, you know, the objection, and everyone on here knows, right? The objection you get is, but like, but like, Corey, can you do it safely? You know what my clients say? Hey, why would I do it in a way that would, would actually cause me to potentially get sick and then take that back to my family? So of course we do it with safety as the number one standard for me and my family, as well as for you, right? Like, that's a better way to position it than, yeah, of course we do it safely. Like, common sense here, people. Like, I'm not going to get my own family ill to sell you a house that would be stupid don't say that to a client but anyway and then she walks them through all of that but i'm going to give you guys a little hook so stop saying yes in a minute because i'm going to give it to you everybody listen very carefully this is the first time i've done this um todd outside of the forum of our clients seven or eight years ago i became probably the biggest advocate of reviews as the degree of separation to get business and i pushed hard with clients Zillow, Trulia, Realtor, Yelp, Google, I don't care. But the third-party endorsement has existed forever. We saw it crush in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s on infomercials. But when real estate agents suddenly could say, Peter, the reason you want to list with me is I have 175 five-star reviews, and the agent you're talking to has none, that was the degree of separation. As long as we've all been in the business, it was track record, it was you know, market share, then it was reviews. I believe the two biggest degrees of separation, certainly for the next 18 months and maybe forever, are having safety guidelines, like literally saying beyond what NAR has published, your own local safety guidelines. And I call it like social selling safety guidelines. Like here's how we do it. And it's got to go above and beyond it. You got to stack the cool and do more than what NAR would publish as an example. Does that make sense? But the second one, and you'll see this in her presentation. The second one is, and, and all of you as brokers know exactly what I'm gonna say right now. It is about protecting buyers from fraud. Listen very carefully, everybody. For all my agent friends, you listen up. That I talked to Steve Azonian, who all of you know, right? CEO of WFG Title. I'm talking to you know the guys at Fidelity. I'm talking to everybody. I, I get on the phone with Ann Thompson, who runs a little company called Bank of America. I'm on the phone with Mitch from Wells Fargo. And everybody says the transaction's gone from search to close, search to close, and it's all online. And the threat today for fraud has never been higher. And the source of the fraud is the agents. Now, before you say, I'm not doing fraudulent behaviors, if you have an AOL account, that you haven't changed the password on in seven years, you're the problem. Todd, am I right on this? You are right. 
Okay. Now I'm telling you right now, guys, the first company that comes out and says, we require double authentication on all emails inside of our company because your protection matters to us. That safety, your safety for us, for you, and for everybody matters, and protection matters. And, and before you say, well, that sounds like we might be scaring, scaring people. What about companies like LifeLock? They make their entire business on that. Right? What about life insurance? It used to be called death insurance. Now it's called life insurance. Like, you know, you will frame it appropriately, but I'm telling you, those two things are going to resonate more than you could possibly imagine going forward. Now, back on your point, Peter. Sorry, a little ADD moment, but I hope valuable for people. Please update all your passwords, my friends. Do it today. All right. Now, you'd say, here are the five mistakes to avoid, or here's seven ways you can sell your home for top dollar during COVID buyer or seller, ready? Then number two, you set it up on Zoom, and I think all of you know, because you did it today, you guys sent me the link, I clicked on the link, and what did I see? A registration page. Oh, you mean I have to give my name, my cell phone, my email, tell you what state I'm from, just to get the information? Guess what? People are doing it every single day. And it's just like one tab. Do people have to register? Yes. You hit that one tab and now everyone that gets the link has to register to get the information. Think about that, my friends. You know what that's called? Conversion, capture. You with me on this? Then number two or number three, ready? You email your entire database. Now, if you're really good, and I know you are, you'll probably do this. Hey guys, it's Tom Ferry, Cole Banker. I am really excited to do something that I've never done before. Right? Traditionally in my business, I would sit down with people one-on-one -on -one and I would walk them through the five mistakes to avoid in buying a home. Because of COVID and my ability to innovate and bring technology to you, you can now join me for 30 to 45 minutes this Friday at five o'clock. You can have a glass of wine, have an appetizer, and learn the mistakes to avoid in buying a home during COVID. And I'm going to share with you the three things that the average person isn't even thinking about. So if you want to join us, just click the link below and put it in your calendar. I look forward to seeing you Friday at five. And you embed that or not, you just send it in an email, it doesn't matter, but you tell everyone you know that you're doing it. Now guess what happens? They start sending it to other friends. That's really important. You ask three or four local business owners that are your really good friends that maybe you interviewed and you say to them, hey, can you post this on your page? Right, I'll, I'll keep promoting you as I've done, but can you, can you kind of let everybody know that I'm doing this? You have your lender on there, so your lender can speak about rates, you're all with me on this, and then get this. Then, you know what you do? You take that same video and you put it on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, and you boost it a 15 mile radius on Facebook, and you let everybody know that you're doing it. Make sense? Then you personally call or send a private video to every hot lead from January, February, March that ghosted you, right? Every April lead that said, I'm not sure, I'm a little uncomfortable, can we do this? And every May, June, July, August person that you got in your file and your CRM to follow up on, you invite everybody into it. Make sense? Now, what if I told you Dave Robles, my client, who I, Corey, Todd, you guys have met Dave, right? You kind of funky Dave from like Westside LA, you know, Hollywood agent. and you know, he says, Tom, that makes a lot of sense, but I don't want buyers. I got buyers. I need sellers, right? We all need sellers. There's a shortage of inventory. We all need sellers. He says, screw it. I'm going to do, and this was like, he decided on like Tuesday, 
And on Friday, he did his first event. He had 78 people register, 78. He's on the west side of LA. His average sales price is $3 million, 78 people, name, cell phone, email. He said to me, I was really upset. I only had 36 people show up, suffer, suffer. Do you all get what I'm talking about here? Like Peter said, like, what's the best way? Yeah, make more phone calls, send more texts, follow up, call your sphere, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? You know what this is called? This is called doing an open house on steroids for people that are interested and want to hear from you, the expert, the authority on how to buy and sell real estate in this environment. My client, Kurt Kessel, who you guys also know from Melbourne, Florida, said, hey, we're going to blow that off. We're going to do how to invest during this time. Then they did how to do fix and flips during this time. They're like, Dave Robles said to me after 36 people showed up, and get this, guys, he only got two leads from it, but he did get halfway through because he did the last thing, which I'm going to tell you to do. Halfway through, his email goes, ding, and it's like, Dave, we want to list our $3 million house with you. Now, was it worth it to send the email? Was it worth it to do the video? Was it worth it to just say, you know what, screw it. I've never done a seminar before, but if I'm gonna doubt something right now, I'm gonna doubt my limits. Screw it, I know real estate. I know what to say, and I know the concerns my clients have. And if I can answer those questions intelligently in 30 or 40 minutes, and maybe have my lender pop in and talk about rates and what's going on, you're gonna kill it, my friends. Zachary Faust, the guy I told you about, had 230 people, 230 buyers on his how to buy your first home. He said, it was a mistake. We couldn't follow up fast enough. Ready? Now, here's the hook. I understand this. You're using Zoom. They all register. In the very beginning of the presentation, you want to say, hey, everybody out there, first of all, thank you so much. I'm really honored. You know, this is the first time we're doing this, and we certainly plan to do it a lot based on the fact that there's, you know, 14 of you here, six of you here, 700 of you here. Um, my intent today is really to answer your questions and to maybe remove some of the concerns you may or may not have about buying a home today. Now, my personal email is tf at cobalbanker.com. So if you want to schedule a private one-on-one -on -one with me afterwards, or you've got a question about something I said, maybe you heard something different and you want a point of clarification, my email is tf at cobalbanker.com. So you can certainly email me. So I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. Here's slide number one. And then your video goes in the corner and everybody sees the screen and you go click, 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 educate, educate, educate. And you do the same thing I do, which is you keep the chat open on the right so you can see when people are engaging and I ask questions and you guys saw, I did it to you. I'm like, hey, do you guys want to copy this? Yes, 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 yes. That's a way to create engagement, right? You could say, hey, just for fun, it's Friday night, we're doing this. How many of you are having a glass of wine or a cocktail right now? Be honest, right? And then everybody goes, oh yeah, that's me, we're having drinks, you know? You're creating engagement just like you would in an open house, just like you would if you're at a social party, right? It's the same exact thing. We're just doing it this way. Now, the last thing is midway through the presentation, you remind them again of your email address if they have questions. And at the very end, you remind them again, if you have questions, you know, reach out to me. This is not about the hard close. You've already captured all their information. You're gonna follow up. But what you wanna do is take the 36 people that are showing up to learn from you, the expert. Peter, what you wanna do is get the ones that are really interested to level up and say, hey, I'm interested. And if you got 13 or 30, 
So Heather Klumpmaker, who's the presentation I'm going to send you guys from up in Michigan, where they're not even an essential service, sold one house within 24 hours of doing this. How about that for a, a long answer to your question here? Sorry.